Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Our guest today on the podcast, Jared Giese, a uh, innovator in distribution, media, and ministry. We welcome him to the podcast. Uh, Jared, tell people you are the executive director of ICVM. Explain what that is. And there might be other filmmakers. We have over 4,000 people that listen to the podcast in 31 countries. Uh, tell, give a little bit of an elevator pitch as to uh, what ICVM is and, and how people can get involved. Absolutely. It, it is a mouthful. So uh, ICVM stands for International Christian Visual Media. And it is a, you know, our mission is to be a community, uh, a supportive Christian community for those who are involved in the production and distribution of visual media around the world. Uh, we are U.S. based, but probably 25-30% of our members are um, international or outside the U.S. Uh, we are a member-driven organization. Uh, we are basically uh, the Christian Film and Television you know, Association. Uh, and so we have producers and distributors. We have uh, film marketers. We have you know, uh, screenwriters and actors. Um, and cinematographers and, you know, composers, like, you know, every facet of the production space. Uh, and it just is a real fellowship. Uh, ICVM has been around, this is our 46th year. So there's wow. a real history. Wow. It's uh, every year we, uh, we have a, an awards program called the Crown Awards, and it's the longest running Christian film awards uh, in the world. And so it's, uh, there's such a rich history, but it's what I appreciate about it is that it is a true fellowship. I mean, some of my best friends uh, in the world have come because of relationships uh, through ICVM. And so I just started attending, oh gosh, 10 years ago and um, eventually volunteered for the board and served there for a few years uh, before stepping into an executive director role uh, about a year ago. Uh, and I just love serving this uh, amazing community of creatives uh, that reminds me that there is a global body of Christ. And I'm so encouraged every time we meet and connect because I, I get to hear about the amazing things that are happening in Christian media around the world, how people are approaching it, what are they doing. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just a place for people to come alongside and encourage one another. What are you working on? We share projects with one another. I mean, stories and companies and screenplays and all kinds of collaborations come out of ICVM. Uh, it really is kind of the uh, behind the scenes incubator for so many of the projects that are out there in the world now. Um, but it's, you know, we don't, we, we I'm, it's one of my goals is to do a better job of telling that story. I mean, I, I know like the Kendrick brothers brought Flywheel um, to their very first Christian film to ICVM way, way back in the day. And it's where they met uh, the people that eventually brought uh, and helped create, uh, you know, their whole brand and what they do today. And obviously they're responsible for it, but it's just the, the point is that it's a place for connection uh, because filmmaking is a team sport. Yes. It isn't just uh, yeah. <laughs> what you do on your own. So 
this is this is the locker room, so to speak. Yep. Not that there's locker room talk, but <laughs> there there are very to, to all the audience out there, all the listeners. There are very few people uh, that can do it all. I can only think of pretty much one, which is Stanley Kubrick, but even uh, the legendary Stanley Kubrick. But but he still had cinematographers and and people that made it happen. But his crew was was so small. How can people find ICVM? What's what's the website for that? Uh, it's icvm.com, uh, just the initials, and we have um, we have an annual conference. We did a virtual one just in November. Uh, here because our, our our venue was going to be out in Los Angeles this year, so we we pick a different city. Uh, we are in on a November meeting cycle right now. So, but uh, if you join, you get access to I think we've got like ten or fifteen years of conference recordings and the wow. teachings and conversations that are all available. All the videos of this last year's sessions are available. So if you sign up as a member. Um, you get access to all of that and you get access to a networking guide where everyone who's an ICVM member, you can reach out and get contact information. And so that you can, you know, we want to facilitate connections. We want to facilitate um, new stories being told. So uh, that's really what our mission is. And I will say too that, you know, in our mission statement, I say this to our, our board often, our mission statement is to be a supportive Christian community for those involved in the production and distribution of visual media, the word Christian is on the word community, not the visual media. Now, many of us are called to make actually, you know, overtly Christian content, but there's many people who are called to Hollywood and they're Christians and believers as well. And so yeah. one of my, uh, you know, what's one of my goals that's the closest to my heart is to really bridge the gap between Christians in Hollywood and independent Christian filmmakers so that we can have more collaborations and learn from one another. Because I, I feel like there's this behind the scenes feel of like the Hollywood, uh, the people, Christians in Hollywood are like, well, you're not real filmmakers. And the independent filmmakers are like, well, you're not real Christians. So <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I would love to see that. I know no one would say that probably overtly, but I, I just, the ICVM is not uh, only about overtly Christian content. If you are a Christian involved in the, any kind of production, uh, or distribution or some way involved in, in media and visual storytelling. This is a community for you to encourage you and to help you make connections and relationships. And maybe that'll be the next project and maybe it'll just help you feel like you're not the only crazy one in the world. Because our, our churches don't necessarily understand what we do. <laughs> um, and why so is, why, often why people feel alone. Well, no, I don't want to go there. White, white Christian or uh, white churches don't understand because they're, I've said that that churches and pastors and leaders speak a completely different language than the artist does. Um, yeah. It's just the way it is. And we could, we could yep. go an hour on that. I don't one. mean that to beat up on the church. Yeah. So I'm with you. I'm just more saying that. I we think need we're speaking uh, Russian and they're, they're speaking, you know, Serbo-Croatian <laughs> or something, I don't know, for lack of a better analogy. Enjoying this conversation, lots of inspiration and also information with Jared Giese. We'll be back after this message. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig.
Back to our conversation with Jared Giese, learning more about streaming and faith-based media. Hey, I want to make a, a transition. We're on our um, podcast today, we're talking to Jared Giese, who is the head of the Giese Group. We'll talk about that in a minute, and also the executive director for ICBM, and um, has a lot to do with distribution and content and media and ministry. Things have really changed because of the virus. And especially what has changed is not only production and being able to do that safely, but really with streaming. Talk about streaming and distribution. It has changed. The cat is out of the bag and there's no way that cat's getting back in that bag because now literally my wife and I last night wanted to watch a a travel cooking show. uh, And we went to bed about six o'clock at night and we brought, because she, my wife works and she was tired. So we in bed watched on my laptop um, a wonderful show about traveling through Italy with uh, Bobby Flay and Giada De Laurentiis. And we watched two or three episodes till eight o'clock at night. And we were watching a series on our laptop. So things have changed. You don't necessarily go to a theater to mm-hmm. engage with content. Talk about that because that has really changed yeah, uh, no, absolutely. How, how we consume media. Well, and First of all, I actually absolutely love going to the theater. I, I don't oh, sure. wish the theater is ill or anything like that. Um, what the perspective I'm coming from is uh, obviously I'm a digital guy. I've built streaming platforms around the world. So that's, um, I see a lot of value in that. And distribution methods are always going to change, you know? And so I, I'm not here to say this new one, this new way is the way because in a year or however many number of years that's going to be changing you know the distribution companies and are always looking for a new and better way to reach an audience and so uh i just think this is the next iteration but we have seen an explosion of digital adoption because of all the lockdowns and so that those behaviors that people have learned uh in terms of you know i've heard them say that we've had 10 years of streaming adoption happen in one year and so we need to be aware of that when we're producing our films. Like if you're trying to raise a production budget and you're still looking at, you know, theatrical or DVD revenue as as how you're calculating your potential revenue form, like you're behind. You have to be thinking where things are going to be in a few years by the time your film is actually, um, you know, ready for the market. And so that's the reality. And the challenge right now with the streaming is, and I've been saying this for a few years, because we built Christian cinema as a transactional platform. The thing I've seen with digital is we we're so excited about the technology, but all the logic about how to distribute films, I feel like has gone out of the market in terms of windowing. Why digital to me is not yeah. a monolith. Why, why is it? Why did the magic go out? Uh, I think it's an excitement about the technology. I also think it has to do with there are certain types of companies that are incentivized to uh, to get you to bypass uh, just standard distribution logic <laughs> at your own peril. You know, I mean, I've, every filmmaker would love to have Netflix or or any kind of streaming platform just pay you to be a filmmaker and you don't have to worry about it because it's an original for that platform and they just they own it and you got to tell stories and you didn't have to worry about being involved in the distribution but i just think that for the most part for the majority of filmmakers that is uh you know it's just not reality and you have to care about the distribution 
and marketing of your product. You just, you have to be involved, not just care about it. You have to be involved yeah. in that. Um, and that means having an understanding of how windowing works and why it is structured that way. Wait, so explain, explain what windowing is. Um, well, windowing is just, is really about, uh, choosing different methods of distribution. We all know we're aware of the theatrical window. That's probably the easiest one. Everyone knows the movie starts in theaters and then it's 90 days, although those rules are all up in the air right now. And that's really what we're seeing is the theatrical window is collapsing. And, um, and so what I'm being an advocate for is to say, even though the theatrical window is collapsing, let's look at the principles behind the theatrical window and why it was first and look at how do we take those lessons and apply them to digital distribution strategy. So uh, what I mean by that is a the reason theatrical is first is because people are paying uh, per person. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the windows, uh, when I say windows, I'm, it's a release window. So you would start, you know, the thing that people understand is the classic rules that have been around with us for decades has been start in theaters, then you go to home entertainment, and then maybe to television uh, after that, you know, on a broad scale, there's obviously micro windows within each one. And so, but the, the value of that is if they're sorted in descending order of revenue per view, and maybe that sounds like a, I'm describing a spreadsheet or something, but you start at the theatrical level because it's per, you're getting the maximum amount of revenue per person. When you go into home entertainment, it starts becoming per household. Right. And when you go into the advertising space, whether that's television or YouTube or some ad supported VOD platform, then you're starting to look at value. The, it's advertising is sold and uh, cost per thousand. Um, and so you're looking at revenue per thousands of viewers. And so if you start at the bottom, you can't go back up. So I always tell people, if you release your movie on in Walmart at the $5 DVD dump bin, you can't then go later to a $20 price point. It just right. doesn't work that way. Right. So what I'm seeing on the digital side is the digital is just a different way of of delivering the content, but those business models of transactional versus subscription uh, versus ad supported are all there. Really great conversation with Jared Giese, and we hope that you'll join us for our next episode and we'll learn more. Thanks. This podcast features engaging conversations with leaders, artists, and creatives sharing about current trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. Today's episode is produced by Matchstick Media International, a nonprofit that's passionate about inspiring both visionary leaders and young creatives to harness the power of media to further the gospel. To learn more, visit us at matchstickmedia.org. Now, back to Craig.